Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, it's going to be week 16 review, so all the news that's fit to print, and all the action as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so it is week 16, so we will, well, we're doing the review for six, week 16, so let's get into it, shall we? So we're going to start with Monday. Monday we saw CP3 and Joel Embiid get Player of the Week awards, so Chris Paul led his Phoenix Suns team to a 4-0 record and with that he had a 22.3 points per game average 12.8 assists and 7.5 rebounds for the week for the Phoenix Suns who are pretty hot right now as the top team in the NBA and then in the East Joel Embiid he's just on a Massive tear. Uh, his team went 3-0 and for that week. And he averaged 34.7 points per game. 11.7 rebounds. 5.7 assists. Um, he is on a MVP tear right now. So, so that's your players for the week. Um, in other news, Trey Young... It's going to be out for the Monday game uh, for Atlanta versus Toronto Raptors. So he's out for that game with his sore shoulder. So, all right, let's get into a few games that were played. The New York Knicks uh, at home taking on the Sacramento Kings. Finally finding a team they can uh, beat up on. And they did just that, 116-96. Alex Burks comes off the bench, 21 points for him. And then for the Kings, Tyrese Hollyburton, who has been playing great with De'Aaron Fox down for the count. Uh, 21 points for him and 8 assists. So, Moving on, Steph Curry drops 40 points um, in the... And included in that 40 points was seven three-pointers as Golden State just be, uh, beats up Houston um, 122 to 108. So uh, Steph Curry pretty much doing Steph Curry things there. Philly beats Memphis in overtime 122 to 119. And this game was actually without Joel Embiid. They gave him a rest day. So, Tyrese Maxey, who, I tell you what, guys. He's in his second year, and he has played outstanding um, in the stead of uh, Ben Simmons. So, 33 points for him, and he had eight assists in that game. Um also, you had Tobias Harris with 31 points, 
and then Andre Drummond doing his best Joel Embiid impersonation there. 16 points for him, 23 rebounds. So, And then the loss for Memphis. Oh, and actually, I'm sorry. Um, Tyrese Maxey actually had the game-winning layup so, uh, to put Philly on the top in that one. Uh, for Memphis, Ja Moran. Led the way with 37 points. Desmond Bain, of course, having this fantastic season, had 34. Moving on, Miami t uh, gives the L to Boston, 122-92. Jalen Brown, 29 points for him to lead Boston. And then for in the loss for Miami, Max Strucks. Uh, 27 points, nine three-pointers. So basically that was the offense right there for him. Uh, nine three-pointers, 27 points. Simple math there. So uh, moving on to uh, the Toronto Raptors. They w went on the road and beat Atlanta. Remember Atlanta was playing without Trey Young. Uh, 106 to 100. Gary Trent Jr., who's kind of been on a tear himself, goes off for 37, 31 points, I'm sorry, um, in that one. So, And then also Pascal Siakam, who has been laser hot, uh, 25 points for him. And then in the loss, Kevin Herter leads Atlanta with 26 points. He drops five threes in that game. So let's move on to Tuesday. And Tuesday's news, Bradley Beal is going to be out at least a week with that wrist injury. So they're erring on the side of caution. So, uh, so they held him out for the week there. LeBron James still out with the sore knee. So he's expected to miss... The, their game on Wednesday against the Blazers. In fact, that will be hit the fourth game he's missed. So, And then Tim Hardaway Jr. had successful foot surgery for the Dallas Mavericks. So, And he's still going to be out indefinitely. No timetable as to his return. So... Yeah, let's turn our attention to the game action. So, Phoenix defeats Brooklyn 121 to 111, uh, giving them 11 straight wins. And actually, for Brooklyn, this is their fifth straight loss. In that game, Devin Booker, 35 points for him, 27 points for Mikhail Bridges, who's starting to get hot. Also, CP3, 20 points and 14 assists in that game. And for the net side, Kyrie Irving with 26 points. James Harden, 22 points and 10 assists. He didn't shoot it all that well in that game, by the way. So, let's move on. Giannis Antetokounmpo with a triple-double. Uh, 33 points, 15 rebounds, 11 assists. As... Milwaukee crushes Washington, 112 to 98. And 
in the loss for Washington. Kyle Kuzma, 25 points for him with 11 rebounds. So, so in Tuesday's action, we saw what Trent Gary Trent Jr. did Monday. He comes back Tuesday, continuing his hot play with 33 points as Toronto beats Miami. So Toronto wins on a back-to-back. Uh, they win that one, 110-106. And for Miami, there was no uh, Jimmy Butler, I believe, in the game. So Bam out of Bayou, 32 points and 11 rebounds for him. And then Minnesota beats Denver 130-115. to Carl Anthony Towns, uh, 24 points for him, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. And in the loss for Denver, 21 points for uh, Nikolai Jokic, along with 16 rebounds and 8 assists. Moving on to Wednesday. Wednesday uh, came through with the announcements for Players of the Month. So these are the Players of the Month for the month of January. Um, that would be Nikolai Jokic. Just speaking of him, he was the Player of the Month in the West. Uh, he had uh, he averaged twenty six point six points per game. 13.3 rebounds, 9 assists, and his team went 11-5. And, and player of the month in the East, who else? Joel Embiid. 34 points he averaged in January. Almost 11 rebounds, a little over 5 assists per game, and his team went 12-3. and three. So, uh, kudos there. Uh, coaches of the month. That has to go to Monty Williams, of course, of the Phoenix Suns. His team went 13-1 and for the month. And then in the East, uh, it was J.B. Bickerstaff going 11-4. And, and he had some quality wins in there. So, J.B. Bickerstaff getting it done for the, Cle the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, uh, so kudos there. And then your Rookies of the Month. Josh Giddy for the for OKC for the Thunder. Uh, he averaged 13.3 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, a little over six assists per game. So well-rounded game there. And then Cade Cunningham wins it for the East for the D Detroit Pistons. He averaged a little over 17 points per game. 5.6 assists, 4.2 rebounds. So, so uh, kudos to all those that got the respective awards there. And other news, uh, the Sixers assistant coach, Dave Jogger, um, he returns to the sideline uh, after two-plus months of cancer treatment. So, uh, you know... Uh, they gave him the, the green light to head back to the bench. So uh, we wish him well and, you know, continued uh, health and recovery there. So uh, moving on in other news, Nikolai Jokic uh, actually and, and Aaron Gordon 
are scheduled to be out for the Denver-Utah game. Jokic with the uh, toe-in, with a sore toe, and then Gordon with the hamstring injury. So, so they'll both be out. Lance Stevens signs for the rest of the year with the Indiana Pacers. Remember, they signed up to a series of 10-day contracts, but they just said, oh, we'll keep him for the rest of the year. 9.4 points per game he's scoring, uh, 4.3 assists, and almost 3 rebounds per game. And he did that in 17 games. So, uh, Lance Stevenson coming back and showing something. So, uh, So, kudos there. Now to some games that were played on Wednesday. Memphis on the road beats the Knicks 120 to 108. Uh, yeah, and this is a game where actually um, John Morant and Desmond Bain didn't have a great one. And yet still uh, Memphis got the win. Jaron Jackson Jr. with 26 points and 10 rebounds. And then rookie Zaire Williams with 21 points. So, it's kind of out of nowhere. But And then, like I said, Morant and Bain. They combined to go 13 of 45 from the field. And only 4 of 17 from the three-point line. So, the Knicks kind of put the clamps on them there. But... Again, couldn't secure the win. And for the Knicks, uh, Evan Fournier seemed like he always has a good game once a week. And this is his good game for the week. 30 points. And that was on eight threes. And then you have R.J. Barrett doing his thing. 23 points. Mitchell Robinson with a solid interior game. 14 points. 11 rebounds, 8 block shots. Goodness gracious. Yeah, so. Yeah. Wow. So, moving on to the Brooklyn Nets losing their 7th, no, their 6th straight game. I'm sorry. 6th straight game to the Sacramento Kings. 112 to 101. And, yeah, this this is... Not good. Uh, not good, guys. Um, Harrison Barnes led the way with 19 points to lead seven players in double figures. And then also in that game, Nick Cla Claxton, 23 points and 11 rebounds. And then both Kyrie and Harton played in that game, actually. Uh, they went combined. 7 for 26 from the field, only 2 of 10 from three-point line. They combined for 18 points, and between them, they had 10 turnovers. So, definitely not what you want to see, that's for sure. Which led Harden, um, he was asked about the, the slump that they're in, and here's what he basically said. I think we're done. We've done too much talking. We've got to go out there and do it, and do it consistently. So that's his quote. Uh, a lot of noise has been made about him being unhappy. 
um, with the situation in Brooklyn. So uh, I think he rides it out. A lot of people saying he's played like he's ca pretty much cashed out. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it's tough. It's tough. And then that led Stephen A. to question KD's legacy in Brooklyn. Which, of course, you know, once KD gets wind of it, he's got to clap back. So what Stephen A. Smith said was basically, instead of being known as the guy with the two rings in Golden State, he's going to be known as the guy who left Golden State to go to Brooklyn to play with Kyrie. So... Um, which a lot of people has been saying is the height of hypocrisy from Stephen A. Smith. Because remember, he killed him for uh, KD leaving OKC to go to a stacked Golden State team. Now, in the same breath, you're saying that um, KD is now being known as the guy who left Steph Curry and those guys behind to team up with a Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. So, uh, so pretty much you can't have it both ways. So, um, I, I understand that argument because it does seem like you're talking out both sides of your mouth. But, but of course, KD, he claps back and he tells him, um, Call, basically calls him a hater for like um to pretty much sum it up so but uh you know uh A defends that and says he's his biggest supporter what have you so so the little tit for tat there so anyhow let let's move on to other things the la lakers actually rallied in the fourth quarter to beat portland Remember, this was a game without LeBron, 99 to 94. Anthony Davis really showed up. 30 points for him, uh, 15 rebounds, three blocks, and Carmelo Anthony seemed like he has a game, good game every here and there. 24 points for him, and he dropped five threes in that game. Of course, we have to have a rough sighting, uh, just nine points. Uh, 13 assists and six rebounds. No, 10 rebounds for him. I'm sorry. And then in that loss for Portland, you have uh, Norman Powell with 30 points. So, which, and then also, too, and other type of news, Shaq on the Tuesday crew of Inside the NBA. Uh, he was talking about the Sixers situation, and he pretty much criticized Ben Simmons for not being there to support his team, so forth, what have you. So, um, so he kind of made that known there. I'll tell you the ramifications behind that uh, once I get to Thursday uh, news here. So, which actually is coming up now. So, might as well talk about it. Let's go to Thursday. So. So I told you what Shaq said about Ben Simmons. He did that on the Tuesday show. And now, on the Thursday show, he revealed that um, 
Ben Simmons hit him up in his uh, DM. And, um, you know, they went back and forth, back and forth. The crux of it basically was he uh, called Shaq out on the criticism he had for him. Basically, you don't know the situation I'm in, this, that, what have you. So, um, so Shaq kind of revealed that conversation on uh, inside the NBA with with him, Ernie, Chuck, and Kenny. So, um, but you know, um, and that's the thing with Shaq; he's a straight shooter. Um, that much he is, and you know. This is a guy who knows how to receive criticism. He's received it over the years. He's got rabbit ears. He's heard all the talk about him not being able to hit his free throws, him being overweight, all this kind of stuff. So he, he's always used this fuel to play better and so forth. So, you know, um, what he's basically saying, we're, we're all... Um, we all could receive criticism. And, you know, you're in this business of basketball. You're going to get it one way or the other. Nobody gets out unscathed. So um, you just got to learn how to, how to take it and build from it or else it'll tear you down. So, so that, I think that's the message he was trying to send to Ben Simmons. So, so, Eh, enough of that so let's move on boston named their 75th anniversary team uh it's comprised of 15 players that they chose you know boston has such a rich history of players and so forth so so here's the 15 players it's done in alphabetical order so ray allen larry bird bob Cousy. Dave Cowens, Kevin Garnett, John Havlicek, Tommy Heisen, Dennis Johnson, Sam Jones, Sam Jones, who I did a player spotlight on a few weeks back, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Paul Pierce, oh, that bum, uh, <laughs> Bill Russell, Bill Sharman, and JoJo White are your 15 players there. So, um, pretty outstanding team uh you know given you know boston has this share of great players so uh in other boston news unfortunate news actually former boston coach bill fitch dies uh cause of death is unknown uh he at his death he was age 89 bill fitch's daughter actually spoke with um, Rick Carlisle of the Indiana Pacers, uh, Carlisle, uh, he come up through the Boston system. He was a Celtic at one time. So actually while Bill Fitch was there and, uh, the daughter told him the news as well. So, um, Bill Fitch was named among the top 10 coaches when they had the 50th anniversary season back in 1996 so he was named among them he's a two-time coach of the year he won it once with cleveland and then a second time with boston he's coached in cleveland boston in houston he coached the twin towers over there 
and actually led them to the finals. Uh, also, he coached the Brooklyn Nets at one time. He had the uh, the trio of Kenny Anderson, Derek Coleman, and Drazen Petrovic. And then he his last stop was the L.A. Clippers. He coached for 25 years in the NBA. He's won one championship. He won that with Boston. His teams have made 13 playoff appearances in his 25 years of coaching. And when he left the game, he was actually 10th. And, well, better yet, he was 10th in coaching wins all time up until December of 2020 when Doc Rivers overtook him for 10th. So, uh, Bill Fitch, fine coach. It seemed like he can make, uh, you give him lemons, he make lemonade, although Boston was far from having uh, lemons there with all those Hall of Famers. But, you know, he'll take a team, he'll turn it around and so forth, and he did that in several stops here. So, um, so you know, rest in peace, coach, uh, and sleep well. So, anyway, let's move on. ESPN, uh, they're going to produce a all-women's NBA broadcast, and that will be on, actually, uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, February 9th at 10 p.m. It's going to be the Golden State-Utah game. So, the Warriors versus the Jazz in Utah. Uh, on the play-by-play will be Beth Moens, and then uh, doing the analysis is going to be Doris Burke, and then your sideline reporter is Lisa Salters. So, um, yeah, so that should be... Uh, that should be good. I mean, you know, we're in this day and age where, you know, we should we should have got to these plateaus by now. But you know, 2022, I guess is uh, any time is better than no time. So um, definitely kudos to these ladies here for uh, this ac- accomplishment that is to come. So anyhow, so let us move. On to the games. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks snaps uh, the Phoenix Suns win streak of 11 by beating them 124 to 115. And in that game, uh, actually, Trey, Trey Young came back uh, 43 points for him. He dropped six three pointers in that game to lead the way for the. Atlanta Hawks and then in the loss you have Devin Booker he had 32 points Uh, Mikael Bridges with 24 and CP3 18 points and 12 assists so moving on Toronto wins the makeup game this was a game that was scheduled for December 16th against Chicago Bulls and they win that 127 to 120 in that game. Pascal Siakam, man, it's like it. <laughs> I'm constantly talking about this guy. 25 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, and then you got 20 po- 
21 points for uh, O.G. Anunobi, uh, Scotty Barnes, and Fred Van Fleet. All of them have 21 in that game. And then in the loss, Nikolai Vucevic, who's been playing great lately. 30 points for him, 18 rebounds, and 28 points for DeMar DeRozan. So, then uh, you have the L.A. Clippers beating the L.A. Lakers on a Reggie Jackson layup, uh, with um, which is pretty much the buzzer beater, 111 to 110. In that game, Marcus Morris with 29 points and Reggie Jackson with 25 points and eight rebounds in that game. And in the loss, Anthony Davis playing terrific. 30 points for him, 17 rebounds. Uh, Then you have Malik Monk. He had 29 in that one. And then Russell Westbrook, 17 points, six rebounds, four assists. So... And then, and then LeBron goes and sends a congratulatory tweet to Reggie Jackson, you know, on Twitter uh, about his game winner, saying, "Oh, you know, uh, just bigging him up, that sort of thing." And you know, <laughs> and you know, everybody just jumped him, you know, for that. Uh, here's the thing, if. LeBron was playing in that game and it happened. I think in the press conference, he would have made mention of it there. The fact that he sent a tweet out to congratulate him, you know, kind of is not a good, I guess for some, it's not a good look that he sends congratulations to our opponent, especially that opponent, you know. So, of course, the diehard Laker fans are losing their minds. Oh, He's not a true Laker. Oh, man. I mean, really? That's what we're going to base it on? Seriously? Yeah, so so they got their, uh, they got all lathered up over that. So, <sighs> what can you do? So, let's move on to Friday's uh, news. Friday, we got a trade at the top. Speaking of, the LA Clippers trade Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Justice Winslow and Keon Johnson, along with 2025 second round pick that belongs to Detroit. They send that to to Portland in return. They're receiving Norman Powell and Robert Covington. So L.A. Clippers trying to, you know, make that playoff push. Uh, I think it's a good deal for them. Norman Powell is a guy who can light it up. Uh, you don't know. It looks like for all intents purposes, Kyrie probably won't play this season. Uh, Paul George was still waiting to get an evaluation on his elbow. Um, they're going to do an MRI on him on the 24th of February. So, uh, so we'll get some word soon on that. But, hey, they're trying to go for it. So... He's a he's a piece that they can use, especially if you get a Paul George back, team him up with Powell, Marcus Morris, who's playing well, Reggie Jackson. So 
Um, you know, and the thing about this deal, they did have to give up too many young pieces, although they did trade their rookie, uh, Keon Johnson, which I think, um, you know, that's kind of, uh, what Portland wanted. They wanted some kind of young talent coming back and Keon Johnson is just that. So he's a guy you could probably plug in and play in fact. So, um, so definitely good for Clippers pretty much. Um, but so he's a guy who, you know, fill a spot so forth. And I think this kind of greases the skids perhaps to make a CJ McCollum deal. So, uh, keep that in mind. I don't think they're going to move Damian Lillard. I'd be stunned if that happens, but I think, uh, definitely CJ McCollum, keep your eyes on him with this trade deadline coming up. So let's move on. NBA TV is going to televise two HBCU games, uh, men's and women's games. In fact, so, so the way it breaks down is, uh, Texas Southern will play at Florida A&M and that's was, uh, actually on February 5th and then Gramlin state, uh, goes to Texas Southern and that's this coming Saturday. So, um, and those, those games are both a men's game and a women's game. So that makes four games in total. So, uh, so something, you know, the NBA's doing in light of black history month. So, uh, you know, uh, the NBA just, you know, being mindful of those sort of things. So kudos to them. Let's move on to some games. Jared Allen drops 29 points and 22 rebounds as Cleveland beats Charlotte 102-101. Also in that game, Kevin Love, he actually hit the game-winning free throws to seal it, 25 points for him. And then in the loss, Terry Rozier with 24 points, Kelly Oubre with 21. Moving on, Vucevic, Nikolai Vucevic, who I've been talking about, he's been on fire. Uh, he puts up 36 points and along with 17 rebounds and three blocks as Chicago on the road beats Indiana 122 to 115. Also in that game, 31 points for DeMar DeRozan. And then in the loss for Indiana, Harris Levert with 42 points and eight assists. And then Terry Taylor, the rookie, 21 points for him along with 14 rebounds. So, uh, so nice game for the young kid there. Brooklyn Nets loses seven games in a row. Unreal. To Utah, 125 to 102. Um, and this game actually... Donovan Mitchell, he makes his return after missing eight games, being in the concussion road protocols. Um, 27 points for him, and he actually led six players in double figures. And then for the Nets, Cam Thomas off the bench, 30 points for him. And then Kyrie, for Kyrie, he scores 15 points. And that's on 6 of 20 shooting. So, 
definitely uh not good for Kyrie there. And there was no James Harden in this game, by the way. So uh the next the Nets are reeling right now, guys. They are really uh Yeah, it's it's not looking good. Luka Doncic, he puts up a triple double, thirty three points, fifteen rebounds, thirteen assists. And uh and actually that is his forty fourth of his career which puts him actually into 10th place all time. Uh, as Dallas takes down Philly, uh, 107-98. And in that game, Joel Embiid, 27 points, 13 rebounds, and 3 blocks. So, moving on to Saturday. Saturday, light day in terms of news. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks signed Greg Monroe to a 10-day contract. Now, remember, Greg Monroe played with them in 2015 through 2017. So they signed up to a 10-day contract. They're still trying to, you know, um, get fill up in terms of bigs because you still have Robin Lopez who only played the one game and hasn't played since. So they've been relying heavily on Bobby Portis um, this year. So. Anyhow, so so that's the signing for the Bucks. Let's move on to a couple of games. Uh, Milwaukee on the road crushes the uh, Charlotte Hornets, one hundred four to eighty six. In that game, Jimmy Butler with twenty seven po- points, Bam out of Bayou twenty points, twelve rebounds, three steals, two blocks. Just doing it all there. So, and then in the loss, uh, Terry Rozier leads the Hornets with 16 points. So, and then you had the ABC uh, game for Saturday. LeBron, of course, making his return. Of course, he has to make his return against the Knicks after missing five games, uh, a span in which they went one and four. So he comes back, drops the triple double, the typical LeBron business, as uh, they beat the Knicks 122 to 115. So LeBron has 29 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Also, AD has 28 points, 17 rebounds, four blocks, three steals. Man, goodness. And then 24 points for Malik Monk. And then you have, uh, there is Russell Westbrook. Five points for him on one of ten shooting. Goodness gracious. Man, he's playing not so good. And then in the loss, R.J. Barrett, who's been on a tear as of late. Uh, 36 points with eight rebounds. Uh, Julius Randle, 32 points and uh, 16 rebounds for him. And then in this game, actually, he has an incident on the sideline with the video coordinator, Scott King, that has gone viral now. And, you know, this (laughs) Julius Randle right now is an embattled player. Yeah, he's been getting it all season long. Um, you know, 
from his giving the thumbs down to the fans to the drunk, you know, his play overall not being all that great. Um, you know, with you know, uh his high expectations on on this Nick team, you know. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, it was fool's gold last year. Uh them, you know, getting to the four four seed. Uh it's probably um I think they gotta learn how to play at Madison Square Garden. I think uh that goes beyond saying they have to figure that out uh tom thibodeau he has to loosen his grip on these youngsters man he's got to rely on them more you know i see these guys that were like guys that were in this draft remember this was a draft that was pretty deep and i'm seeing second round guys getting run and playing well so that leads me to like you know guys like Quentin Grimes when he gets in he he's putting in work. So I think Tibbs got to rethink some things. I think he really does. Yeah, I understand people are clamoring for a point guard so forth. You know they talk about De'Aaron Fox, Dejounte Murray, so forth, and yet you got a kid on the bench when you send him down to Westchester, he lights up that league. I'm talking about Deuce McBride, of course, Miles McBride. Every time they send him down, he lights up the uh, he lights up the G League, and then you bring him up, you bury him on the bench. Maybe you got something in this kid. So I understand, I get it. You know, there's a commitment you made to Kimball Walker. I understand that. Um, Emmanuel quickly. I just think he's just a in between guard. Uh, he, he, that's, that's who he is. So, um, and that's okay. That's fine. You can, you can still, you know, have an NBA career, career being that and a solid one at that, but you need a floor general. You need a leader. Um, and I think this kid should get a shot. Um, you know, that's just me. Cause you know, the, the season is spiraling down the tubes, um, right now. So, uh, let's see what you got in this kid. I understand he's a rookie and all that, but he's got to learn some, somehow, some way. So I don't know. That's, that's just me. Instead of, you know, emptying your coffers to bring somebody in, I understand, you know, you got to make room for, to see what you got in Cam Reddish, which I, you know, fully endorse if you got to move some guys so you can see what you got here. Cause you gave up a first round pick for him. So um, it's obviously you want to see what he can do. So they, they, they got to think about these things. So anyway, that's my Nick rant. So, um, that's, that's life as a Nick fan. What can you do? So anyhow, let's move on to Sunday. Sunday, we saw another trade. Um, we saw the Cleveland Cavaliers acquire Karis Levert from the Indiana Pacers for Ricky Rubio's expiring contract, which is due, you know, about to finish this season. A 2022 lottery protected first round pick and then two second round picks as well. So this is a 
this is pretty much a heist, to be honest with you. If if Karis LeVert is right, this is a great deal for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who's already playing well. To add a Karis LeVert to the mix, I I think that I think they're in it in it to win it. So uh, kudos to the Cavaliers, man. Um, they're, and they're getting it done. And it did take them a long time to turn things around. Uh, remember, you know, LeBron left them for L.A. How long has LeBron been over in L.A.? About three seasons now. So it's it's taken them three seasons to turn the whole ship around. <sighs> Which, you know, um, as a Nick fan, that, that doesn't sit too well. So, you know, um, but they've done it with staying the course, sticking with your young guys, letting them play, play out their mistakes. And this is the result you get. You're seeing the same thing in Memphis. So I think there's something to be said for sticking with your young talent, letting them get out there, letting them get their bumps and bruises. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you let them get roughed up a little bit and then, you know, once you dust them off, you, you got a diamond there. So um, there's something to be said for that. So with that said, great deal for the Cavaliers. I, uh, uh, definitely a good one. And then in other news, Eric Spolstra, uh, he's now going to coach Team Durant in the All-Star game. So he ends up, you know, with the better record in the East, so so Spolstra will be coaching the team Durant. So uh, kudos there. Uh, coach of the Brooklyn Nets, Steve Nash, tells the media that James Harden will, won't be traded. He will not be traded. So he made it known to them, look, you know, we're sticking with Harden, you know. Uh, we'll get KD back, KD back eventually. So him, KD, along with a part-time Kyrie, and we'll take our chances there. So I hear you. Um, will it work out? That remains to be seen. So in any event, let's move on to games. Speaking of Brooklyn, they lose their eighth straight game. Uh, this this time they lose. To Denver, uh, they're on the road still, um, and they lose this one, 124 to 104. Nikolai Jokic, another day, another triple double, 27 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. And then in the loss, no, Ky no, James Harden in this game, so Kyrie's carrying the load, 27 points with 11 assists. So. The Nets is reeling, man. Uh, Phoenix, <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers on the road. They beat Chicago 119-108. Joel Embiid just continuing his tear, man. 40 points with 10 rebounds. Tobias Harris supports him with 23 points and 8 rebounds. DeMar DeRozan drops 45 points. Goodness gracious. And then nine rebounds, seven assists. Nikolai Vucevic, uh, 20, 
three points for him, seven rebounds, five assists for him in the loss. Luka Doncic with another triple-double, his 45th of his career, and this he had 18 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds as Dallas defeats Atlanta, and that was a televised game, uh, 103-94. to Also for the Mavericks, Reggie Bullock, name we haven't heard in a minute, but uh, he's getting to play now that... uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is down, so uh, so he has 22 points, and also Jalen Brunson, he has 22 as well. And in the loss, 22 points and 18 rebounds for John Collins, 17 points and 11 assists for Trey Young. Brandon Ingram... He delivers 33 points and 12 assists as the New Orleans Pelicans on the road puts down Houston 120 to 107. And also in that game, you have Jackson Hayes with 21 points. And then for Houston, Christian Wood with 22 points and 8 rebounds. And then the last game we'll cover is Milwaukee on the road stomping the L.A. Clippers 137-113. to Giannis with 28 points and 10 rebounds. Drew Holiday, 27 points with 13 assists. And then Bobby Portis, 24 points and 11 rebounds. And then in... In the loss, Norman Powell makes his debut and leads the team in scoring. Wow, 28 points for him, and that was off the bench. So, All right, guys, so that is your NBA roundup there. Let me just run through uh, the upcoming waiver wire picks you can get for your team for fantasy basketball. Uh, uh, do a segment here right quick. So here's some guys that you... Uh, probably look to the waiver wire, and it's possible they may be there. So, and this, and this is in light of the coming trade deadline. So these are guys that may have big roles coming out of this trade deadline. So, Davion Mitchell for the Sacramento Kings, the rookie, uh, rookie guard there. Uh, there's. Big rumblings that De'Aaron Fox will be moved. So if that's the case, this opens up uh, playing time for Mitchell over there. So it, it looks like it'll be a Mitchell-Holly Burton backcourt back there, which uh, they, you definitely can't sneeze at that. So uh, Davion Mitchell, uh, according to Fantasy Pros, owned in 50% of leagues. Daniel Golford for the Washington Wizards. Now, here's a guy who maybe when the dust settles from the, all the trades that go on in Washington, uh, he may be the last big man standing. Uh, it's possible Montrez Harrell could be on the move. Maybe a Thomas Bryan, perhaps. So, this just grease the skids for him to kind of have the spot to himself there. So he's only 50 per, 53% of leagues. Alperin Sangoon for the 
uh, Houston Rockets. Uh, I think Daniel Theus, I think he'll be moved. So this will definitely open up a spot for him. I just figured anyway that they want to take a long look at this very gifted center uh, for Houston. So uh, I think in the second half, you're going to see a lot of him. So uh, definitely, I say pick him up now, sit on him until the trade deadline and see uh, what moves are made. But I definitely grab him now, sit on him. And then once the smoke settles, I think you'll see a lot more of him down the stretch. Terry Taylor for the Indiana Pacers. He's a rookie. Um, a rookie swingman who's owned in 32% of leagues. Now with Karis LeVert on the move, this opens up playing time for him. And then, you know, you still have situation with Malcolm Brogdon. You know, you never know when he's going to be in the lineup. You know he's going to be out the lineup. So I think Taylor could see a lot of playing time. Uh, definitely. So uh, he is a guy you probably want to uh, definitely pick up and stash as well. Isaiah Jackson, also of the Pacers, he's another guy, perhaps, I doubt it, but I doubt if the uh, Miles Turner gets moved, uh, the Mastis, Sabonis, maybe, uh, maybe he gets moved, I doubt that, but um, Isaiah Jackson, somebody keep your eye on once the dust settles from the trade deadline. Jackson Hayes for the New Orleans Pelicans. He's another guy. Maybe uh, Giannis Valachunas. Maybe he goes on the move again. So uh, this will open up a spot for him to get playing time. And then one more Houston Rocket to consider. Kenyon Martin Jr. Uh, who's always flashed you something, but... He really hasn't got the consistent minutes. Maybe in the second half that happens for him. And then Damian Jones for the Sacramento Kings, a center who right now, uh, Rashad Holmes, he's not playing all that great. He could be moved, although you just signed up to that deal in the offseason there. So I don't know who's going to bite at it, but I mean, there is promise there. So maybe... But, um, yeah, but Damian Jones, he's a guy I'll definitely keep my eye on once the trade line go, trade deadline goes down. And if they make the moves I think they're going to make, I would definitely snatch him up off the waiver wire, that's for sure. So, all right, guys, so that is your waiver wire choices for the week of week 17. So, um... I already did the breakdown, guys, of the All-Star Reserves. I even talked about the Rising Star Challenge. That's in a, my bonus podcast uh, episode there. So I will be giving you my player of the week. And it is going to be on Bill Russell. Let me just put it out there right now. Bill Russell is going to be the guy that I talk about. Being that it's Black History Month and he plays a vital role in... Um, a lot of the, a lot of civil rights and so forth, as well as, you know, his playing career 
as a whole as well. So um, Bill Russell will be my next guy. Okay. So, all right, guys. So that is it for me. So next time you hear from me, it'll probably be the player spotlight. So once again, thank you for listening. Greatly appreciate it. And we will talk soon. So my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at That Sports Dude GD at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.